Hello, everyone. Welcome to Brew Jackets. Brew Jackets. The latest Blue Jackets theme podcast of all time. My name is Kevin. I am with Hefty Duck, who is the greatest duck of all time. Today, we are going to be talking about our favorite hockey team, the beloved team in Union Blue, the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets have Adam fucking Fantilli. I'm hyped. Hefty Duck is hyped. Everyone in the Blue Jackets is hyped. Let's fucking go. This shit's awesome. I love it. And we're going to talk so much more. Real life. CBJ! Let's go! Man, uh, dude, you remember who our last third round, uh, third pick overall was, right? Pierre Luc Dubois. He's currently playing. For, he's currently just got traded to the LA Kings. Yeah, yeah. Fantilli seems miles ahead of this guy, and almost like just like maturity, even yeah. like he seems good natured. He seems to easily get along with. He wanted to come here. You know, he sees, you know, old Michiganers like Kent Johnson and Nick Blankenberg and Zach Rowenski here. And he's like, yo, I can fit in there. Oh, I'm so excited to see him here, dude. I cannot wait. Dude, oh, October cannot come quick enough. Actually, September. Actually, so let's mention this real quick. I said I was going to mention other news later on. I want to talk about Fantilli right now. But real quick. The Blue Jackets did release their schedule for this year. They also released their preseason schedule for the end of September, beginning of October. So check that out. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait till then. What? What? Like, how many days do we got right now? It's June 29th. Got at least one, two, almost three full months. So just under, just about 90 days ish. And um, I don't know what I'm gonna do till then. I'm just going to try to sleep as much as I can so I can see Fantilli play for us as soon as possible. Well, and it's up in the air, isn't it? A little bit? A little bit. I mean, I've seen Yarmo say a bunch of things about, like, oh, he's NHL ready. Um, I think he is too. I heard him saying he wanted to go back for another year at Michigan. Um, You know, I've I've heard. heard Yeah, so I heard, you know, Jody Shell, he was doing an interview today on Mm -hmm. 97.1 The Fan, and I was listening to it. And he. It's more likely than not Fantilli's going to be with the Blue Jackets in some capacity. We don't yeah. necessarily know what that's going to be, but it's more likely than not. But Jody Shelley made an interesting case that made sense to me on why you would go back to Michigan if you were Adam Fantilli. And the case was this. Michigan being like basically like one of the greatest programs in college hockey has By a history far. of – developing players and putting players into the NHL. And that if you went back to that, it's another year of developing under that good system and that another year of experience. And that when you were ready, you could just, I mean, he could do this right now, step right into play for the blue jackets, but he could hypothetically speaking after another year of developing in that program, be better and even jump in right into the blue jackets and be even better than what, you know, yeah. he currently is. I mean, Kent Johnson did that when the Blue Jackets had him. Zach Wierenski did that as, as well. So there's a Blue there is precedent for two Blue Jackets players that got drafted out of Michigan that went back to Michigan and then yeah. played for the Blue Jackets. So that that and makes sense to me. He to play for the Wolverines, he could still show up at the end of the Blue Jackets season, right? Like how Blankenberg and 
Johnson did too. They right. did that at the very end of the season. They were able to show up. And um, I, I mean, personally, for spe- I mean, specifically for Kent Johnson, I think it was also a good idea because he was maybe a little bit on the smaller side at, at the time. I think Fantilli has the size and, and mentality to be able to come into the NHL right now. I think that's what Yarmo seems to be pushing for, like from the interviews I've read with him. But, you know, if he doesn't come up like right away, that's also fine. You can also still, like if he was looking to try to get a degree yet, you can, you can do that while playing in the NHL. Some people, some dudes have done it. Um, They mess, you know, it's very interesting um, workaround to do it. I know some of the guys with their exams had to pull some strings here and there, but I mean, you're making NHL money. You can do what <laughs> you can do a lot with yeah, that. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, in even some hypothetical scenario, the Blue Jackets could do what they did with Kromar And if he's not ready to start off the season, give him some time in Cleveland. And then when he's ready, pull him, pull him yeah. up. We'll know soon. I think within the next few months, because um, tomorrow. So I, let me roll back in. Let's talk about that in just a bit. Adam Fantilli, real quick. Let me give you some stats on him. Just for anyone who, out there who's curious, who hasn't looked up themselves, um, he is said to be 6'2", 194 pounds, 18-year-old from Toronto, Canada, shoots left. Uh, last year for Michigan, he had 36 games played, and out of those 36 games, he scored 30 goals, had 35 assists. The dude scored 75 points in 36 games. Not, That's mind-boggling, dude. And another thing to consider <laughs> here is that he's the first guy to do that since the 90s in college hockey. Whoa. No shit. Like a two-point-per-player game, pretty much. Basically. So, like, Holy shit. to think about that, that the Blue Jackets got a guy that has done something that no other player in college hockey has done since the 90s, and this guy – under normal circumstances, would have been a number one pick in every other draft. Definitely. But, you know, I get Maybe. it. Connor Bedard basically just kind of took that away from him. I get it. So it's like and, and uh, uh, you take Connor Bedard away, he's basically the number one pick, and the Blue Jackets got him at three, and it's just like, oh, my fucking God, this is, like, sweet and shit. Right. Well, it. Let's talk about that real quick. So, so, so there was multiple choices. I mean, my pick for third this year. You know, we had all the talk about Will Smith and, and Mishkov and blah blah blah, whatever. You know, our pick, our thinking before going into this was Leo Carlson. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were Ducks fans buying Fantilli jerseys. There's probably a Leo Carlson jersey out there for the Blue Jackets somewhere. And um, it's like the Ducks chose Carlson. So, what might be some advantages of getting Carlson over Fantilli. You know, well, something I've been thinking about is that that performance he had at the world, at uh, world championships, Carlson or Carlson. Okay. That car for Carlson, that performance he had at world championships, that might've been something to where that might've been just enough to push him over the top, just a bit to where the doctor may have looked at that and said, okay, that's the guy we want and we've said that and we said this on the show many times is that when we heard about the rumor at first it was like oh the, it's going to go Bedard Fantilli Carlson and then right. you keep hearing that pop up well I don't know the Ducks might pick 
Carlson. And then you're like, oh, okay, there's something to look at. But then it keeps popping up, popping up, popping up, popping up. And then the day of the draft, it popped up again. People said, oh, the Ducks might take Carlson. And sure enough, there was something to that because the Ducks did, in fact, take Carlson. So there must yeah. have been something there that they liked about him. But it, you know, I benefits the Blue Jackets because they get hit <laughs> him fucking well, chilly. I mean, like, come Carlson would have been great anyway. But like, so maybe, you know, we don't always know exactly what's said in the, these interviews with players uh, behind the scenes as well. It's possible. You know, Adam Fantilli is on camera, on record, yeah. saying that he would love to be a Blue Jacket because of all the Michigan guys there and how he felt like he could fit in here. And um, so he said he would be excited to go to the Blue Jackets multiple times. Connor Bedard never gave an answer um, as to, like, what team he would be. He was always like, oh, just any team in the NHL. And that's that's technically the answer for any of these guys. They would go to any team. But when you're in the top three, you have maybe a little bit of sway, a bit, with like where you might want to go a little tiny bit um, where, so like, I'm wondering how the interview went with, um, you know, Fantilli and his agent, or I'm assuming his agent sits in on those two. Um, and, and like talking about the future and everything, and maybe um, the ducks, it's just a different type of fit, you know? Um, and, and getting, um, getting Carlson is not by any means losing that. No. Um, uh, losing that draft at all. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll talk about who lost the draft here soon because some people did. Um, or some teams did. Uh, so, yeah, top center, 75 points. Absolutely baller coming out of U Mich- University of Michigan. And so you have some qualms about cheering for a Michigan player. Let my buddy Kevin here tell you what's up. <laughs> Yes, Hefty Duck, as I told you about this before the show started, <laughs> which is this. Some of you people that like Ohio State and the Blue Jackets are fucking cringe, and you need to stop it because you'll go, ooh, Michigan, ooh, ooh. Why did they pick a guy from Michigan, ooh? Well, you know, shut up, stop it. You're fucking cringe. There's a reason behind it. Because if you were not so blinded by the Ohio State Kool-Aid and your anti-Michigan bias, you would understand why the Blue Jackets took a player from Michigan. Because Michigan is historically good at hockey. You look at the list of people that they have put into the NHL, and it is just ridiculously good. It is just amazing. It's not like Ohio State in the NFL. It's nothing like that. You look look at the list that Michigan has put into the NHL hockey players. It is just outstanding. Let me give you a few highlights. I have this pulled up. It is just outstanding. It's just like, wow, that guy went to Michigan. That guy went to Michigan. um, Ohio State, on the other hand, has not been very good at hockey. So that's why they did it. You take yeah. the best player available, and it just so happened that a lot of those players come from Michigan. And I'm saying this as someone that likes Ohio State. But the point, right. p- point being, please, 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 please stop being blinded by your uh, Ohio State bias and your anti-Michigan bias and understand why the Blue Jackets did it. There's a reason. Let me give you – um, the five current players in the NHL, as far as I'm aware, these are the only five currently in the NHL. And then I'm going to give you just a couple from Michigan. Here's Ohio State. David Gust, 
I don't know who that is. Cole McWard, I don't know who that is either. Carson Meyer, hey, there's one. There's the home team. They, they go cheer yeah. for that guy. Okay, yeah, on the Cleveland Monsters. Um, <laughs> sorry, Carson Meyer, I love you. Uh, Dakota Joshua, don't know who that is. And Tanner Lachinsky, not really sure who that is either. And so that's Ohio State alumni, um, right, who are currently in the NHL. Here's a couple Wolverines for you. And this is just to show you what Michigan produces compared to what OSU produces. Number one on the list is last year's top rookie, rookie of the year, Matty Beneers at center. He plays for the Kraken, right? But then, of course, after that, we got Blankenberg. Uh, I'm not really sure. Uh, I haven't heard much news from Thomas Bordalo from the San Jose Sharks, but I think I've heard of the name. Uh, then from the Avalanche, we got Andrew Cogliano, JT Comfer, Kyle Connor. Uh, Andrew Kopp, Luke Glendening, Glendening, that's hard to say, uh, Carl Hagler. Some of these guys I'm not as familiar with, but then we have Luke Hughes, Quinn Hughes, Zach Hyman, Jack Johnson, Kent Johnson, Dylan Larkin. The list goes on. We have Max Pacioretty, Owen Powers in here, Zach Rowensky, yep. and Cam York. I mean, there's a couple names. I, I skipped Jacob Truba, I think, and uh, Tyler Mott, but, John Merrill, but Will Lockwood. Point being, Michigan does good shit when it comes to hockey, and you would understand that if you weren't blinded by your stupid Ohio State slash anti-Michigan bias. And, it's you know, terrible. if you want Ohio State, uh, you know, more Ohio State fans, uh, I'm sorry, if you want more Ohio State players on the Columbus Blue Jackets, maybe, maybe you should go um, right, you know, go support the OSU hockey program and show the hockey <laughs> the sports people at OSU, how much you like it, how much you like hockey, and how much the, the, they should put more money into it, and how much more they should care about their hockey program. Some of Instead that. Of shutting it, everything down and shutting the connection between the Blue Jackets down almost completely. Like yep. it's the, the OSU is not friendly towards the Columbus Blue Jackets. They're not. They, they don't, I don't think that they go out of their way to like put us down. You know, it's like when we ask for something, they're just going to say no, right? Like the whole outdoor game. What's well, beside yeah. the point? But like, they're not friendly towards no. the jackets. And no. so, like, as an Ohio State fan myself, born and raised here in Ohio, like, it's hard to cheer. Like, it's hard to root for them when you know, when their sports. Some of the people in their sports program just need to. Uh, I don't know. No, figure I out how to do it better. No, I agree with you, Happy Duck, is that, you know, again, I'm a guy that grew up liking Ohio State so much to the point that in high school, the principal pulled me out of class just so I can meet one of the coaches from Ohio State that was recruiting a kid at the high school, trying to get him to play football at Ohio State. That's, That's so, awesome. Did he so go like, play there? What? Did he go play there then, the no, guy? Oh, he, okay. didn't. he picked Iowa. But oh. – but, Point, but and like I wore Ohio State stuff all the time growing up, and to a certain degree, I still wear Ohio State stuff. But then once you learn the dirty tricks that Ohio State has done to the Blue Jackets and how they've been so god awful to them, it's just like it's like you. It, I just have a hard time supporting them. It's like why the Blue Jackets have done nothing wrong to you, and you consistently being mean and just rude to them. It's like they have only child syndrome. Almost. Do you know what I mean by this? Like, not every only child is like this, but like realistically, like they're like maybe like 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 they're the big brother, and then like Blue Jackets come along, and it's like the new little baby, and the brother's jealous 
even though they're still getting attention, plenty of attention and plenty like the Blue Jackets aren't going to take the city away from OSU. There's no possibility of that. Can they just work together? But anyway, we're getting kind of off topic with this. But but it's a good point, though. And, you know, Gene Smith, you have some responsibility in this. You don't you basically treat all your all, all your sports teams not named football like shit. Right. You know, you, you know, you say, oh, we're going to get a better hockey f- setup. Well, that's not true because Ohio State men's are still stuck in a basketball arena. And then the right. women's who are not that long ago won a national championship, they're stuck in a fucking peewee rink. And then on top of that, you know. You, they sell out every single game. They sell out every single game, and yet you still put them in that rink. You don't fix it. And then on top of that, you use stupid plumbing excuses that not only prevent the Blue Jackets from playing there, but it prevents Ohio State hockey from playing there, that you have to go send them up to Cleveland. So it's like that plays a role into why Ohio State hasn't been as good and why they don't get as many players in the NHL because they're focused on football. The rumblings aren't getting any quieter. It's only going to be more and more and more rumblings from this because it is Columbus's only – like top single A uh, or whatever. It's like the only like professional, like top tier professional sport Columbus has. There's the Clippers. They're a professional team, but they're like a minor league team. They're like a triple A or whatever it is. I don't know. Um, And then, you know, there, well, I'm sorry. I misspoke there. There's Columbus crew. So there's two teams there, you know, in Columbus that, the, who they work together fine, it seems. Yep. The crew and, and, and the Jackets have a great relationship, but holy shit. I just realized we're super off topic here. I want to reel it back in. You know, it's but it's good though because it's it needs to get out there. This what we're talking about needs to get out there. And the reason is because it, to Ohio State's credit, they must have, you know, slipped someone to 20 because they have based for years now have been protected by the media and the Columbus media and Ohio state fans and everything, because the, because you don't really hear anything negative about them. And the Blue Jackets aren't going to say anything negative about them. That would be a. Oh yeah. And the mo and see the moment that you, and I've experienced many people have experienced this personally, including myself. The moment you say anything about Ohio state, that is slightly negative. The people on Twitter or in real life, they flip out and freak out on you because they're like, "Oh my God, you hate Ohio State! Why? Why do you? Why do you say this?" It's like, "No, I'm sorry, you didn't. You haven't heard this because Ohio State has kept it in the dark. You need to hear this. That it's not sunshine and rainbows with Ohio State for everything. Yeah, you need to hear that all this. They're they're not perfect, and they've done some shitty things, and you need to hear about it. That's the truth." It's the truth, and that, that's all I'm going to say about that. Is that people need to know some of the little dirty tricks that Ohio State has done. Yeah. So, all all I ask of, of any viewers out there is to give you know the Michigan guys a chance. Who knows? Maybe they'll be our next All Star. Like uh, I don't know, Zarek Wensky has been like the All Star for a team like every single year since he's been here, except for like the time Seth Jones went or something. I don't know. Anyway. I'm gonna I'm going to cut this short and I'm gonna do our ad read. And then when we come back, we'll try to uh, cover up a little bit more of the uh, around the draft real quick and then you know we'll finish off with some news about the jacket. So I'll see you on the other side of this little promo vid. 
New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in Kansas. Call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In partnership with the Hollywood Coliseum, uh, Casino at Charlestown, races in Connecticut help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet. $50, 10 plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Speaking of, we'll just talk since the, the DraftKings mentioned baseball and since there's not many other sports to bet on right now, which, you know, to anyone bothered by the disclaimer, it's legally I have to read that. So, um, but anyway, real quick. Yeah, so in addition to getting the one and only Adam Fantilli on our team yesterday, the Reds had a had a good game day. The Guardians had a great game day. Yes. Uh, what did the Reds do yesterday? Reds Reds win in extra innings 10-7. Ooh, whoa. That's good for extra innings. Damn. No, or 10-7 or 11-7, one of those two. But point being they're in extra innings and they and they you know they won it. But you bring up a good point, Hefty Duck, is that yesterday, if you were an Ohio sports fan, you had fun because the guard, the Guardians won, the uh, the Guardians won, the Reds won, the Blue Jackets got Adam Fantilli, the Clippers won. It was just so sweet and just so damn cool. I just love it. Fun time. Great time. So, like, then yesterday, the Guardians beat the, the Kansas City Royals, like, 14-1. to 1. Today, they ended up losing, earlier today, uh, 4-3 to 3 in, uh, like, the 11th or 10th inning, which that's eh, whatever. They were close. Um, yeah. But yesterday, Jose Ramirez hit a grand slam like right before the whole Adam Fantilli pick was. So I was already like pumped and screaming. And then <laughs> like, it comes around and like my heart's like beating out of my chest. Like, oh my God, dude. That was pretty, pretty, I, pretty see, good day. I, um, I was sitting in my room. Well, no, no, actually, I don't know. You can, I don't know if you can see that or not, but yeah. that little area right there is where the TV is. And I was sitting right there and my dad was sitting right next to me and um, we we're watching the draft and the Ducks pick Fantilli and I'm thinking, and I'm like, yes, 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 yes. like, and then my, oh my God, I'm like, I think myself, oh, they could get Fantilli. They could, I didn't want to jinx it, but like, oh shit, they could get Fantilli. And then I'm like, come on, Fantilli, 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 Fantilli. And then they got Fantilli. I'm like, yes! Right. I mean, dude, if, yes! if they would have picked anyone else, I probably would have turned it off and just, Shit, I don't know what I would do. I would have been mad, big mad, big mad. I mean, <laughs> so yeah, but so like yeah, and then like I went before the pick. Though my dad's like, "Oh, who, who do you want?" And well, I said Smith or 
Fantilli would I don't mind Smith, but it's like I'd rather have Fantilli. But, right, but give him but, the but I, I said I said Smith just in case I didn't want to jinx it or something. <laughs> I was sort of thinking a little Fantilli, but I don't want to say anything. Yeah. And then one of Fantilli is like, oh my god, yes, we did it. We fucking did it. The blue jackets got Adam Fantilli. Like, so I mentioned earlier that the Blue Jackets had before signed an, uh, another third overall pick in Pierre-Luc Dubois. He didn't seem to work out for us th- at the end of it. Um, uh, they've, other than maybe like what Rick Nash, they've never had a player of maybe of like this caliber. Right. Um, I mean, we've had like Panarin and we currently have Goudreau and Line and everything, right? But like um, this, this guy's superior you know, supposed to be a generational talent of himself too. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to where this goes from here. And, and, you know, he's got a lot to live up to. I know like uh, he was quoted saying something about how like he, um, he's like, yeah, I mean, uh, everyone has a lot of expectations of me. He's like, I just hope I can live up to him. And, and like the kid seems super level-headed, very, uh, he seemed like he'd be a fun person to be around. I seen like, you know, um, behind the scenes stuff with him and ah oh man i can't wait to get him and marchenko in a room together i think they'd be a lot of fun yeah. I... oh it, you know you know just keeping up with the ohio sports references today it, it's like the and i've been thinking about this is like the blue jackets basically got their own version of like joe burrow basically that's how he's projected to be and mm-hmm. it's just so and it's like you see what's happened with the bengals how they've slowly built themselves up once they got Joe Burrow and got other pieces and it's yeah. now they're like fun. They're really fun to watch and shit. It's like, Ooh man, I kind of hope that happens with the blue Jack. Well, and they've getting, they've been getting players who like, whether, you know, there's that whole like narrative of like, Oh, people don't want to come play in Columbus. That's not really true. That's people from big dirty gross cities saying that because they want to shit on Ohio. Yeah. And it's like, well, enjoy your big, dirty, gross ass cities. Um, Columbus is yeah. amazing. Yeah. But then also yeah. like, um, enjoy your, your, your gross ass city where you're paying like $5,000 a month for a one bedroom apartment. Right. And, and there's, and there's, you know, and, and there's, mean, there, there's bums and, dr- and neat, dirty needles and everything on the street. And there's some in Columbus, but it's not like, you know, maybe like another, like, like, San Francisco or something. Um, and it's just not. And, and you know, you get the chance then to also play with people like Line and Goudreau. Um how how would that not excite you as a as a player somewhat, you know? Uh like so yeah. I mean, so that that whole no one wants to play in Columbus thing was bullshit to begin with, considering that the Blue Jackets, the crew, and Ohio State have gotten guys to come play from from all over the world, basically yeah. all over America slash world, basically. So it's like that thing didn't make sense to begin with. But you know, when you're when you have idiotic people that don't pay attention to and you know, like Ohio or just anything that's not named Toronto, Boston, New York, or a Canadian team, New York, or um, like uh, a Canadian team. LA. Or a, a Canadian team or something like that. Yeah. But like you just have this misguided view of outside of that. It's a very common thing that you see people that are like live on like the East coast or the West coast that have these like stupid opinions about people in the, you know, in the middle, yeah. the middle um, that aren't educated and stupid takes like, and that's where <laughs> some of the derp Ohio thing comes from. Yeah. Um, 
Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, definitely we hear a lot of that because we're, we're from here and everything too. But, you know, when you see players like Pierre-Luc Dubois wanting out, uh, Max Domi, his comments, it's not like – so specifically with Pierre-Luc Dubois, it wasn't I don't think that he didn't want to play here. No. I, it was specifically he didn't want to play for Torts, right? Mm-mm. He He blatantly denied that multiple Oh, really? Times. So what, he just didn't see us as a winning team or something? Or what was his – he just wasn't happy until he was on the Canadians, right? No, we don't know because they tried to ask him and he just wouldn't say anything. Yeah. Well, in any case, I don't think it was because of the area. Because yeah. he went to Winnipeg, the same thing. Anyway, I don't want to make this a bitch about whole Pierre-Luc Dubois, but, like, yeah, I just – it's one of the – that's where some of the narrative has come from, you know, lately. Same with uh, Artemi Panarin. You know, um, you know, people leave teams. I mean, shit. Uh, Patrick Kane wanted out of Chicago this year. You think that Chicago's uh, well? It's debatable on whether you like the city or not. You're from Illinois, um, but like, you think that he wanted to leave there just because like he was tired of Chicago? No, it's probably where his number's gonna get retired. Yeah, right. He just yep. wanted the chance to win another cup with the right. original six team. Right. Right. And so everyone has their different reasons, but so real quick, speaking of like, uh, we spent hook up teammates and everything like that. Something special that happened, uh, today, this morning, uh, the blue jackets in the second round, 34th pick overall picked Gavin Brindley, another center from the university of Michigan, who is uh, currently a teammate of Adam Pantilli. So congrats to Gavin Brindley. I love to see you here. Gavin Brindley, uh, 5'9", 168, you know, a little smaller than Fantilli. He's from Estero, Florida, um, so growing the game in Florida still. Love to see it. Uh, mm-hmm. Right-handed, um, played 41 games last year, and he got 12 goals and 26 assists for 38 points in 41 games, which pretty impressive. I mean, you know, the <laughs> – like – I don't know. Some of those guys in the second round this year would definitely be first rounders. Right. Where they're the top like five to ten in a different draft, or even just the top five, yeah. you know, in a different draft. That's um, that's a common theme that was said about this draft is that it's just so deep from top to bottom that you're gonna have guys that probably would have gone higher up in the draft, but because there's just so many people that yeah. they go down lower in the draft. A first round guy that should go in the first round goes in the second round and so on and so forth. Um, I have had a ranking sheet here for myself. Um, man, poor David Reinbacher. <laughs> David, uh, what's his name? Reinbacher. <laughs> Did you see that pick? It was, uh, Gary Price. It was the carry. Yeah. Carry Price. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. That was funny though. You could tell he was so embarrassed. Like he's, he's like, the name. It's kind of a hard name to like. It's a different name. He didn't want to say Rydenbacher, which is the popcorn people. I think <laughs> he was really just like trying not to say like the wrong thing. So whatever. Yeah. But um, so that's awesome. I love seeing Gavin Bridley here. Uh, you know, I love seeing teammates um, come to the NHL together, like how you know Johnson and Blankenberg did. Um, you know, love seeing that. I think that that you know, having a friend to kind of like go through this journey with you is to some points because maybe he'll end up in the monster or something. I don't know. But having a friend here with you can really help ease that transition into um, the NHL. You have someone there who you know has your back. I mean, they're 
they like like he like from what I heard, um, Fantilli like had his fingers crossed and was like hoping they're gonna call Brindley and everything. And after Brindley was called, you know, they shared a big hug together. Um, it was a really nice moment between another, the two. Another um, thing to consider here is that but you know, uh, Brindley he was basically Fantilli's wing wing. Uh, basically his guy that he played with a lot in Michigan. And when you look at a lot of the highlights that those guys have, it is just amazing what this chemistry has. And it's something to see some potential for what could be come down the years of the road. So it'll be interesting to see. Of course, I got to pull up this comment here from Stanley Franks. He says, what's up, Stanley? We we got Fantilli exclamation a couple exclamation points. I couldn't even believe it. I know. Let's fucking go. We got Fantilli. Yeah. Woo! Easily too. Well, okay. We it took it took one of the worst seasons the Blue Jackets have ever had. But for the amount of excitement I have for the next season, was it worth it? We'll find out. We'll find out. I can't say yes because it's still it's, that that season sucked. But 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 if I know, but it but it, but it's just but it's just like yeah, and that that is the one thing I'll always wonder about this season is what would have happened if they were healthy? How would that would have gone? Right, we would have ended up with uh, I don't know, like Dmitry's uh, Simishev or something. You know, I think it probably would have something like you barely miss the playoffs or barely get in or something like right. that. Right. But, but no, we got Adam Fantilli. Uh, what is this? It still can't believe. Wouldn't let me super chat. Oh, hey, that's all right. Yeah, we're not monetar- monetized yet yeah, on YouTube. Soon, one of these days. Yeah. So, no, but listen, no, but, but listen, though, Stanley Frank, thank you. Um, oh, hang on a sec. Thank you. Um, Thank you know. Thank you for trying. We appreciate your support, but uh, <laughs> we'll we're, not, we're not quite there yet. But we appreciate like, your support. If anyone out there wants to support us, the best thing you can do for free is yeah. like, subscribe, and follow us anywhere you're watching from or whatever. Uh, that probably, will uh, one day. Stat got also got to put this comment up. Uh, Kevin, oh, got to put this comment up. Kevin, couple exclamation points. I agree with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes, Lance, it was worth a couple uh, exclamation points. So, you know, love I, that. I, Stanley Franks, I love that enthusiasm. Great to see Me you. too. But, yeah, just wanted to point out the whole teammate thing there with Van Thule. I love to see it. Uh, you know, I love to see it with uh, with Johnson and Blankenberg. love to see it with these guys too. So, a couple other picks because the Blue Jackets ended up coming out of this draft out of seven rounds with eight picks. Um, originally, there was – it's going to be seven picks total minus our sixth round. So um, I'll go through them real quick. Just uh, give it a, a few stats on them. We don't have to talk about all of them because, um, you know, later rounds, there's less to talk about. Um, third round, 66 overall from Rosemont, Minnesota. We have William White Law, not White Claw. <laughs> I'm sure that joke's been dead. Uh, he's um, been dead for that. Anyway, so yeah, he comes for, for, to us from the Youngstown Phantoms, who just come from winning the this last year's championship, right? Uh, what it was like? I don't know what league that is, like the OPHL or something. It, no, they got two. They got two guys from Youngstown. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> um, 
Who's the other one? Later in the draft. Did they? Yeah. I didn't honestly. I guess I stopped paying attention to teams after I was like, like doing who? Who was the other one? Was it, oh, it's the next guy. Yeah. Right. Okay. So real quick, um, we're not gonna see William Whiteclaw. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Shit. White Law for a minute. Um, because he's committed to the University of Wisconsin 23-24 season. So Stanley Franks says uh, they were at pins. Corrali and Elvis went nuts when Anaheim picked Carlson and when we picked Fantilli. Oh, that's awesome. The players were there too. Shit. Dude, I live like almost two hours away from Columbus. I should uh, have just drove down. I had a stream to do with the THPN guys though too. So damn, I kind of wish I would have went now. (sighs) I saw people's pictures with Corrali. Damn. Yeah. Well, but still, that's awesome. I'm so I'm excited that they're excited. That, like the players themselves are excited for this. That's so good to to hear, um, and and to know because like yeah, I mean it's uh, you know, it's exciting to us as fans, but then for players themselves, like there can be a lot of different emotions, you know, from some of the younger guys who are trying to who are just competing for a spot. Still, they're like shit. Now I got to compete for a spot even harder, which. For the yeah. team is great. Good. For the individual is 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 tough. It's a tough yeah. battle to win, you know. But for the team, it's great, yeah. and I'm excited to see that. Um, yeah. So, uh, you said a teammate of William Whitelaw. So uh, in the next round, fourth round, 98th overall, Andrew Straithman, 5'11", 187, 18 year old. Oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, William Whitelaw is 18 as well. Uh, Andrew is 18 year old defenseman, shoots left handed. From uh, and maybe you might know where this is, Kevin. From Beach Park, Illinois. Uh, I don't think so. Okay, but... we don't know where that's at. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, he's he is all oh, where well, I might not see him too. He is committed to the University of North Dakota for the 24-25 season. So I don't know if he's taking a break year or he's playing for the Phantoms or I don't know. I don't know exactly what's going on with that. But um, that's a uh, one of our fourth round picks. Our second fourth round pick, um, round uh, 114th overall, Luca Pinelli. He's a center. So one thing I I, I must say about um, these last couple guys is, and even well, except for Brindley. Brindley was on my list. He was rated lower than what we picked him, but then all the next three guys were all rated way higher than where we were able to get them at 66, 98, and 114. They're all about anywhere from 10 to 20 spots higher in most rank and a lot, not most, but like a lot of rankings. So um Luca Pinelli, he's 5'9, uh a little bit shorter. 165, 18-year-old shoots left from the Ottawa 67s. That's his team. Uh he said, I think in an interview he likes to he likes to the play style of like Brad Marshawn, which is uh no uh, uh, both a good and bad thing like i can't wait to see this guy uh, in action but um yeah uh stanley frank says i know you two we were both out of towners so i had to tell you there were videos on instagram of them losing their minds it was amazing wish we would have taken chris uh crystal with the second but brinlet made sense yeah brinley yeah 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 crystal i was amazed crystal uh, stuck on the board through the first round 
I thought he was going to get taken uh, by one of the like the later later picks or whatever. I was very surprised by that. Yeah, but yeah. that's awesome. I'll have to go look that up on Instagram. Yeah, when I find I'm him. Just, yeah. For the record, I'm just going to keep this comment up here for the rest of the show. Oh, dude, that's fine. It's, <laughs> dude, it's probably one of the coolest. Like, we won't get to do you know, <laughs> like the knock on wood. The next few years of the draft, we're not going to have a very high draft position. Knock on wood. I don't want another high draft well, position. Well, I want to win. But see, even if we don't have high draft picks, Yarmo has proven that he can get good ones regardless. Well, we we have such a young, so many young prospects that are ta- so talented. Yeah. Like I think, yeah, and even still, you're right. We don't. It doesn't matter whether it's uh you know first pick, thirty second pick, or whatever pick. Like Yarmo goes out and finds what he needs to find. Like I think Pinelli is great because that's our first defender. I think. Yeah, this that, that was. To the, to, I have to give credit. The last two drafts, the Blue Jackets really put an emphasis on helping to fix areas that they're not good at. Last year's draft was a heavy emphasis on getting defensemen, and they continued that by signing Erica Branson, getting help on defense. Iverson, Provera. I'm sorry, this, Iverson. Iverson's this, a totally this, different player for totally this sport. off season so far. And they get to help out the defense. They get. Provorov and Severson, and this the theme of this draft is there's a lot of centers because the the Blue Jackets know so that they need help at center, so they're getting some yeah. centers, which is and securing cool. it for the future, right? Securing depth for the future. Right. They all can't be number one centers. That's fine because yeah. we need some people who aren't you know won't, aren't going to take the, the the biggest paychecks, <laughs> you know, yeah. so to speak. Um, so. Uh, Luke Pinelli, his brother was selected by the Kings last year in the second round, which was interesting. I don't know who his brother was. I forget, but, you know, just something cool. I love seeing, you know, siblings in the league together. I think that's pretty neat. Um, so our fifth round pick, 156th overall, Melvin Straw, a goaltender who is, get this, dude. This guy's huge. He's 6'3", 165 pounds, which is actually, he's, 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 he's tall, but he's really skinny, which is Fine for a goalkeeper. 18 year old catches left um, from uh, Soleftio, Sweden. I checked the pronunciation on that with some of my Swedish friends today. So I think that's as, about as correct as I can do it. I maybe butchered it. Yeah. Um, Nicholas, so Nicholas. I'm excited. Another goaltender, you know? Because, uh, yeah. real quick, sorry to keep interrupting you. There's a couple of people that the Blue Jackets haven't re-signed yet who are UFAs or RFAs, and two of them are John Gillies and Michael Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what the future holds for um, the goaltender Melvin Straw, 18 years old. And something, um, so something what? to consider in terms of the draft pick that they for the goalie they picked today. I was listening to the the Twitter space that Bob McCalgit and Dylan Tyre and uh, Jody Shelley were doing today at, at the draft, and they had Nicholas Backstrom on, the new goalie nice. coach. Yeah. And Nicholas Backstrom was talking about how he did have – apparently he had some input on this draft pick because cool. he because – he was doing a lot of stuff over in Europe for the Blue Jackets. And he was their goalie coach over there, yeah. Over there, so he probably picked something up on this guy and told the Blue Jackets about it. That's awesome. And and what a great um, 
great addition to the team now too. Nicholas Backstrom, um, not the one that's currently playing for no. um, who, Washington. who does Washington. Oh yeah, for the Caps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not that Nicholas Backstrom, totally different guy. In case you get confused, the, the one who was good, the one who is a good goalie for the Wild. <laughs> uh yes um so that was melvin straw goaltender i'm excited to see him uh, we have two more picks left and that's going to take us just about to the end of our episode um seventh round the first seventh rounder we'll talk about the second one in just a bit uh 194th pick overall oiva keskinen he's a forward he's six foot 187 he's 19 years old so a little bit older shoots left from Yorvi. Ilo Jorvi, Finland. I checked with some Finnish friends as well, and I believe that's as close as I can get it without actually speaking Finnish. Or, well, okay, technically, my, this is my Swedish friends told me how to say that one. So <laughs> it's a Swedish pronunciation of a, of a Finnish town. Probably the same. Um, big guy, ball bigger ish, six foot, 187. That's, or 181, 187. I can't tell with my writing by a one. Um, that's about like my height and weight. Except I'm 32, not 19. <laughs> uh, Stanley Frank says, uh, "P.S. Boys, Luca Pinelli was our steal of the draft. He's not going to be a top six guy, but he's amazing. I love that pick, dude. Me too, Stanley. I thought once I looked it, into him a little further, I thought like, what a good pick. He looks like uh, he has some attitude. It, it seems, and I'm cool with that. The Jackets need a little bit of that. You know, I felt like." Up until Olivier and Good Branson, well, up until you know the last few years before them, it was just like, like just shut up and take it. Yeah, you got hit, shut up and take it. You know, like uh, where like no one gives a no one gives a flying fuck. No, no one cares. And I've but now it's like we'll fight you back. No, but no. and and I've talked about this on the show before. Uh, sorry, I, Stanley Frank says, sorry, I've been partying. I've missed my notification. Still partying over the Fantilla. <laughs> As you should be. As you, you should, should be. still be partying over that oh, yeah. awesome fucking be All weekend, baby. Keep partying. Keep celebrating. Keep doing the thing. Keep doing it, Stanley mm. Frank. Keep showing Excuse the love. Where the burp came through. Keep showing the support. Hell yeah, Stanley. But, uh, but as... Yeah, there you, there you go. Put the comment back on the screen. Uh, no, but as I said before, I've said this on the show before, which is 2021-2022 season. The Blue Jackets are playing in Montreal, and Cole Cylinder scores an empty net goal. That was eventually the goal that led the Blue Jackets winning that game. And Cole Cylinder gets oh. a dirty hit on him, and no one from the Blue Jackets does anything. And from that point on, that last offseason was a big reason why the Blue Jackets got Matthew Olivier as well as Eric Branson because they need to help defensively. But also, let's be honest here, you're not fucking with Matthew Olivier and you're not fucking with Eric Branson, a dude that's 6'5", 220. Yeah. It doesn't Unless you yourself are like maybe Matthew Kachuk, maybe Ryan Reeves, you know, you like them, they have to be one of those caliber of guys to mess with them. Yeah. Or, but yeah. I, I, even them, I think they're still probably, mm, I'm not so sure about that. I'd rather not. Rather not. Yeah. So it's like, and then it worked because you looked at this past season, you didn't see anyone fucking with the Blue Jackets because it was, I don't want to fuck with the Matthew Olivier or a dude, Erica Branson, that 6'5, 220. Like, it's just not happening. Yeah. So, like, there's a, you know, 
I agree with you there. You're like, no one, you know, you needed that. Uh, we got another comment from our guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sir. They were a Michkov guy, but Fantilli is the next best thing, if not the first best thing. <laughs> Plus, I was a Flyers fan until the Blue Jackets came to Columbus, so the Flyers taking it made my hockey life for the foreseeable future. Nice, Stanley. Hey, that's all right. I can dig that. Uh, I have nothing against the Flyers at all. I think that uh, Blue Jackets had a good trading relationship with them over the years. Um, you know, Cam Atkinson. Uh, what were you going to say? Oh, like we got Voracek and everything. We just did the Provorov trade. So, you know, nothing. Like, yeah. Uh, next bit. So the thing with Meechkov, and, and and we talked about this, I think, a little bit last uh, episode, too, because we are running a little bit low. Oh, all right. We're fine on time. Um, the thing about Meechkov was just the, the weight. You know, the weight form pretty much is all. Um, He's not a center. Right. Winger. Wingers were not hot this draft. There was like two, maybe like three in the top 32, you know, the first round. Um, it was mostly centers. Centers. Mostly just centers, which it, it, um, it yeah. was, which, what, it was, was the team of the draft, at least in the first round. It's like, hey, do you need a center? Okay, here <laughs> you go. You take one. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of centers and wingers, um, so the last pick, which we acquired from, I believe, the LA Kings for – like our like a pick from next year that like we got a seventh round pick for like a sixth round pick next year or something don't quote me on that i don't really fully know um let me get through this real quick and i'll read this last comment um and then we'll we'll talk about some other news real quick um seventh round 224 overall tyler pedal center slash left wing 6'1 205 pounds big guy right there uh lefty from anil ganish Nova Scotia, Canada. So that is the final pick. That is the eighth player the Black Jackets came away with from this year's draft. And the thing is, uh, I was listening to the show on Twitter that uh, Bob McKelvey, Jody Shelley, and uh, Dylan Tyre were doing. And the Blue Jackets at that time made their final pick in in the seventh round. And they finished up the show. They got off of Twitter. And (laughs) shortly after that, oops, the Blue Jackets make another pick. Oops! Oh well. Well, you know what? The next time they have a show, they'll they'll talk about it. But oh, I just shit. I just thought it was just kind of funny about how so last minute. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was kind of funny about how like they did the show. They thought everything was good. They wrapped it off. They get off of Twitter and it's like, yeah, nope, nope. The Blue Jackets make another pick. This was not a very trade heavy yeah. draft. The first round. Can you believe it? In the first round, zero trades on draft day. Not a single yeah. one. So wild. But yeah. anyway, Stanley Franks here says, Branson, Olivier, Boone, Voronkov, and now Fantilli. Ain't no one laying cheap shots on us anymore. He's a huge Voronkov fan. He will be our best fighter. I believe so, too. Once again, we're laying the foundations for the future. Um, I mean, I, I think the goal from like five years ago is definitely a little bit different now than it was then. You know, five years ago, um, you know, we're in like tw- you know, 2017, 2018. Um you know, we were at that kind of time. We were kind of in the win now stage. And then shortly after that, we traded away some of the core members to end up with, you know, the position we were at for the last two years. Uh-huh. Now we're here. Now the now the rebuild, or I'm sorry, what y'all were called it was a restart, whatever. Uh, now the rebuild's here. Um, there's still some pieces to, like, I don't know, flush out or, or like to like, like 
smooth out really you know so some pieces to smooth out and and to get those young guys up here but i'm i've honestly in the last you know like decade or so i have not been quite as excited about this the, the future of this team as i am currently right this moment um i've been excited for the future before but don't get me wrong it's just like this feels like a new chapter mm-hmm. in my opinion yeah. stanley frank says no trades was crazy lance i know a weird, uh, weird draft. I can't. I, I, don't, I don't think Streamyard will let me because I tried to put the Fantilli comment back on, but it won't let me. There we go. I got you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna uh, be on for the rest of the show. I don't care. We're celebrating this. We're doing it. It's yes. There. It's like it's like a birthday, but better. Um. <laughs> what speaking of, uh, Fantilli's birthday is October twelfth, yeah. which is the. Blue Jackets opening game of the season. Of the season, it's a home game too, so it's a home opener and first game of the season against the Flyers. So that's really interesting. Oh, that um, that's his birthday. Oh, and you know the first game ever that the Blue Jackets played was on October twelfth of two thousand. Really? Ooh, we come full circle. <laughs> nice. I saw that yesterday on Twitter. It's like, holy oh, that's, that's pretty interesting. It's like they, the October twelfth of two thousand, they played their first ever game. October twelfth of two thousand four, Adam Fantilli is born, and then October twelfth of two thousand twenty-three will be his uh, birthday, as well as you know, type you know, in the scenario that he makes it with the Blue Jackets, will be his first ever game with the Blue Jackets, which is the home opener. Yeah. A lot of good stuff. I'm telling you, just, real life, it just all comes together. Real life storylines are so much crazier than like stories from movies and books sometimes. Yeah. Like that like such a weird especially like 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 Nick Blankenberg, for example. What a if you put him in a movie like that, I'd be like, Oh, well, good story, but that would never happen. And boom, this motherfucker's in the NHL. <laughs> right? Oh my god. Uh, so um just to reiterate from the the news I announced earlier, uh opening game. October 12th, preseason starts September 24th. There's going to be eight preseason games, four away, four home. Um, you can go check those out for yourself. So, so for some final news from me, um, anyway, uh, we have Carson Meyer, who we just spoke about being from OSU earlier, uh, signed a one-year two-way contract at a cap hit of $775,000. Still nothing to sneeze at. I mean, like, dude, just to make 100000 dollars was like a really yeah, really yeah. good wage right and this dude's making 775 uh, to play a game um that's like that's a lot of like the entry level contracts are about 750 so um you know good thing that i'm glad that we still have him uh, he's a great for a backup he's it's two-way contract so you know be flipping back and forth between uh monsters in here and my the wonderful my favorite short king of the nhl sorry Trey is uh Trey Fix Wolanski. Uh he signed a two-year two-way contract for the same price at 775. Um, I'm excited for that one. I do I you know he's he's he plays great down for the monsters. I'm excited to see Trey Fix Wolanski do great things with the monsters this year. I just wish that he had more of a chance in the NHL. I really think that he like could get a breakout season sometime, but Maybe that's just me and my hope, and maybe I just like him a lot. No, but listen though, he's he had he's shown it when he was playing up in Canada in juniors. The dude was putting up goals and points like crazy. Yeah, and then he does it for the monsters, and you're like, okay, there's something there. 
but the, and I've said this many times, and it's not just regards to him. It's many people as well. It's like, okay, you, you've done all of this cool stuff. But point being, it's like. Translate it. Trans, can you translate it to the NHL? But not only that, but where are you going to, where are we going to put you? Whose spot are you going to, going to Yeah. Because more likely than not, you're not doing that. And we got Texier coming back in next year too. Right, Texier's coming There's back. So many spots. Texier's coming back. Baronkov's coming back. It most likely Fantilli. So it's like all these spots are starting to fill up, and it's like, where are you going to take that spot? And based off yeah. of what I've seen of Fix Wolanski, he's probably better to be a you know top six guy, first line, second line guy. But he's probably not going to get that with the Blue Jackets. So you know, keep let him cook with the monster. Yeah thing but it's like if there's that opportunity maybe you give him that chance somewhere else where he can and, do and, it and we need guys like that still i mean he's 20 he's only 23 years old right. so look, we we the blue jackets we i mean um they they, they need some, some some people like that because like what like when injuries happen happen when everything happens like you got to have someone there who can at least step up and be close as close as possible to what that player was doing originally so, final comment for the night, and then I'll let you start signing, uh, saying anything you got. Stanley Frank says, sorry, Lance, for throwing up the flow. Absolutely not, Stanley Franks. No. We love live comments. <laughs> it puts some spice in our show. It's not just us up here talking heads then, too. So, for our audio listeners, if you're on YouTube um, or yeah. Facebook, you're able to send us comments to, to live during the show, which we yeah. encourage and yeah. we love. Uh, I love talking about them things. Uh, Stanley says, I came in late. was so excited. I love you, boys. We gotta get you to the super chats, and maybe, just maybe, I may go live with you, boys, if you have me someday. Hell yeah, Stanley, that'd be awesome. Listen, that listen, would be awesome. Stanley Franks, listen, listen, Stanley Franks, reach out to us, and we can get you to come on the show. We can get you to come yeah. on the show. Yeah, I like uh, I like what you gotta say about some of these guys too. So listen. you know, like I I always like having people with different opinions. Uh, when I like your opinion, we really like having you. No, but no, but no, but seriously, <laughs> Stan, Stanley Franks, Stanley Franks, listen to us. Reach out to us, and we can get you to come on the show. So hell yeah, we can get you to come on the show. Last tiny little bit of news I have, and I'm gonna pass it over to you, Kev. Is uh, the Blue Jackets development camp is gonna be from July 1st through the 5th. So maybe we'll find out a little bit more about these uh, new draft picks then. Well, okay. anyway, you know, yeah, to you, sir. No, you're absolutely right. You know, fa- um, the development camp. It's a fun time to be there because you get a little look into the Blue Jackets future of guys that could be with uh, the Blue Jackets now or in the future. And honestly, this is kind of like your first step. It is an audition to show what you got. Yeah. Because this is how much development you really need yet. Right. Because this has happened with the Blue Jackets where they've had some guys that had a good development camp that earned themselves a contract and springboarded themselves into a career, not just with the Blue Jackets, but another, you know, with other teams as well. So, like, it does happen. This is your good first audition to show us uh, what you got. Um, anyways, uh, like we've said in the show, the Blue Jackets season starts October 12th. And uh, with that news coming out, I have some fun news to share with you. Oh, yeah. And that fun news is join Union Blue Soldiers for March of the Union Army. We're marching on to Nationwide Arena to cheer on the Blue Jackets. 
Thursday, October 12th, 2023. Bar, 6 o'clock p.m. It's a fun time. Thursday, 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 Thursday. It's a yeah, fun Yeah, check time. out the uh, Blue Jackets ad for that if you haven't seen it yet. It's amazing. Oh, my God. It's so damn cool. Um, but October 12th. Thursday, October 12th, 2023, 6 o'clock p.m. Join Union Blue Soldiers as we march on to Nationwide Arena to cheer on the Blue Jackets. It's a fun time. Big group of people with your fellow Blue Jackets fans. We do chants of CBJ, Let's Go Jackets, and so much more. Join Union Blue Soldiers as we march on to Nationwide Arena to cheer on the Blue Jackets. Let's go. Be there. Let's go. Of course, check out Uni Blue Soldiers and all social media platforms. And uh, when it comes back in October, check out Union Soldier, a fun Blue Jackets themed beer. Right. Uh, be coming back in October as well. So look yes. out for those things here in the future. I cannot wait these three months. I needed them to go by as quick as possible. How do I keep busy for three months without going insane, waiting for the hockey season? Baseball's an okay bandage. <laughs> but it's, it will never heal the wound that is me missing hockey. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to you talk about, Kev? We can go ahead and sign yourself off. <coughs> Well, I got tickets to a baseball game in July, so that will hold. Nice. Oh yeah, you're gonna be in Ohio then. I wish. I wish. Oh, uh, I wish. <laughs> um. What, oh. oh. <laughs> Stanley Fang says one day, Kev. One day, and also if I can get a day off to be a part of the Union Blue Soldiers. Oh That's hell yeah, right. Stanley Franks. Be there, be there, be there. Uh, Stanley Franks. Franks. Do your best. Listen, <laughs> if you're not able to come. That's okay. But if you're able to come, that would be outstanding. I would love to give you a high five and say thanks for coming because the marches that we do are a lot of fun. We're a lot of Blue Jackets fans. It's just a lot of fun. We've been on TV, radio, internet. It, the Blue Jackets are featured. You probably saw us on the scoreboard and, you know, TV and so much more. But um, hope you're able to join us, Stanley Franks. But uh, be awesome. I'll try to be there for the opening day this year as well. Um, but you know, uh, yeah, we'll see. But no, uh, I got ticked. Well, because I'm like 10, 20 minutes from the Illinois Wisconsin border. So okay. So Some brewers? Easy. Yeah, it's easier for me to go to Milwaukee to see the brewers play. They're no going to, uh, the Chicago. So I got tickets to see the brewers play uh, the Cubs. It's going to be pretty fun. I, obviously, I would prefer to be in Cincinnati to see the Reds play, but you know, that's, it's that's a good play. game this year. It's still a good game, but you know, still would be preferred. To the Brewers were doing good. Play, but oh well. Um, anyway, but um, <clears throat> you know, next week I'm 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 gonna show a video of the march. That that's what. I'll, that's oh hell yeah, yeah yeah. I get some advertisement going for that here soon too. Yeah yeah yeah. Show um, the march next week. Oh man, I have so many things going on this weekend. I will. Make a post tomorrow if I'm absolutely if I'm able to do. I, I really want to start after darks back up because yeah. we're in the off season. Sorry, was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Uh no. Well, that's all. This is all. That's all I gotta say. Just Union yeah. Blue Soldiers. Go check them out. Uh, yeah, UB Soldier. Yeah. On no. Twitter. Yeah. Um, 
at the UB Sellers. But uh, yeah, just you know, check it out. And um, yeah, that's all I have to say. So yeah, a little bit of uh, a little bit of podcast newsy shit. Um, like I said, I'm gonna tr- we're gonna try to start after darks as soon as I can. Um, I've been very busy doing mul- some different projects here lately. Um, and so if I have some friends coming in from out of town this weekend, so if I can get free Saturday, if I if I am free, I'm not sure what they're doing Saturday night. So if I am free Saturday night, I would love to do an after dark. <laughs> um this saturday july 1st uh keep an eye out tomorrow i'm gonna make a post about that um if we're able to yeah you'll be if you know you do the after dark thing you'll be getting a a, it'll be me from you know the hotel room because i'm gonna be in wisconsin this oh so oh your tickets are for very close the the tickets not this weekend it's a couple weeks after that oh okay uh, but my cousin uh, who lives in Wisconsin's got a graduation party. So we're nice. going up to Wisconsin and got a hotel and shit. So mm-hmm. if you, so if the, if this after dark thing is a thing and it does happen and you see me, it's this background will not be there. Right on. Right There'll on. be a hotel background. Well, it, so it, it might get pushed towards next week, but that's all right. We're going to start them up soon again. Uh, we're going to be doing fun things. It's, it's going to be off-topic type stuff, so make sure you keep an eye out for that on our Twitter um, or all of our social media. I'll try to post on Facebook, but honestly, it just it's hard to yeah. Yeah, sometimes. But anyway, wow. What a what a great year for the draft for the Blue Jackets this year. I'm stupid excited for this season. Um, I think I'm more excited for this than I was even the whole – uh, Johnny Gaudreau thing, and that was extremely exciting to me too. So, um, yeah, that's all I got for this week. Um, that's all we got for this week so far. I mean, we could probably talk more and go in depth on these prospects, which we may do more as the the summer goes on. Maybe we'll do like a, a deep dive on each one uh, on each of these draft picks. Uh, maybe you know uh, for some future episodes. Stay anyway. tuned for more talk, for more episodes as we bow down to Adam Fantilli. We're not worthy. We're <laughs> not worthy. The awesomeness. Excellent. So, hey, thanks to that all for joining us. Uh, the people listening on the audio, I appreciate you guys a lot. Uh, I've been noticing those numbers going up, and it excites me so much that people are actually listening and watching this. Uh, it stokes me out. I, you know, it, it still amazes me that there, there are – like there are people who watch and there's are, are there are people who listen like it's like there's statistics to show it and and uh i can't say how much i actually appreciate that because uh um you know we uh we have a lot of fun doing this but it's really fun sharing it with people too so uh i just want to say i appreciate y'all out there don't forget to like subscribe comment whatever do the things on the things wherever you're at on the things this has been a another episode of the brew jackets thank you for joining us my name is Lance, and uh, with me today was the wonderful Kevin Valentin. So we'll see you all in probably a week. We did do Thursday this week instead of Wednesday. So, you know, keep an eye out for Wednesday next week. And I've been Adam Fantilli's a blue jacket. Let's go.